Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Tech People. This is your host, Ken Korn speaking. Today, I'm delighted to welcome back Ben Gardner to the show. Ben is the Senior Director of Support at Drift, and you may remember our podcast on how to implement an effective ticketing tool in CX. We received such a fantastic response that we asked Ben to come back and share his experience on improving CX with data. In today's digital landscape, your customers hold the key to your success, hence the key value of data. Ben will talk to us on how he's maximizing the use of data for his organization, including some of his challenges he faced and solutions he applied. But without further ado, let's welcome back Ben. Hello, Ben. Hello, Ken. Thanks for having me back. No, it's my pleasure. I mean, we, we, honestly, fantastic feedback the last time. It's a really great podcast. So it's really looking forward to doing this one out on data. And I think a real hot topic as well at the moment in terms of CX and uh, how you can add value to CX with data. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that data is important in today's day and age because you collect a lot of touch points from your customers and you need to do something with it rather than just catalog it and let it get kind of dusty in the bookshelf kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But before we get back into it, let's maybe just remind the audience a bit about yourself and your current role, please. Yeah. So I am the Senior Director of Support here at Drift. And what that covers is customer support globally as well as our customer education function in terms of our help docs and self-service aspect. I've been here at Drift for almost three years and have built the team from about 10 to 15 people all the way up to close to 50 now. So I've kind of have some experience with growing teams and working through CX along all that. Fantastic. Cool. Well, you did touch on it a moment ago, but um, let's, let's go back to talk to us about, you know, your experience of data and the value add it is to the customer experience, please. Yeah. So I will say to kind of talk about the other podcast I did around mm-hmm. implementing a new system. That was a big reason we went to Salesforce was to have as much data at my fingertips about the customer, their overall experience with the company, but also within support that I could share with other teams. Because, you know, I mentioned it that the every touch point that you have with a customer gives you a little bit more information about them about their experience, what's going on that can help inform product decisions, help with customer retention efforts, or help with you know self-service. Um, and internally help with identifying what areas do I possibly need to train my team on because these are hot button issues from customers. Ah, okay, quite interesting. So maybe we could touch on some of those points a bit further, please, Ben. Like you know, you mentioned a number of points there, but how are you really maximizing the use of data currently? What are the key kind of the key points that you're you're addressing? Yeah, so I'll start with understanding what your customers are saying. And from that perspective, every interaction a support team has and our team has right now, we have to classify that based on what product area and specifically what sub area that question is on. And then adding to that is why did they contact you in the first place? Was it a how-to question? Was something configured improperly? Or is it a product issue? And when you start to put all of this together, it helps you paint a picture because then I can start to see what areas the problems are happening and I can inform, like I said, the other teams about what's going on. And in terms of capturing that data, 
is it, I mean, I, have you kind of like a build, like a data pool or have you got just specific reports that you build or are they ad hoc reports that you analyze? So some of these are ad hoc, but I'd say there are a lot of reports that are standard that I use that I built out okay. for specific uh, pieces of information. And is there any particular examples you could share with us in terms of like standard reporting that you, you look at? So, so for example, if you were going on out to a new organization, for example, where would you start to look at in terms of data? So a few of the reports that I look at, I'm going to start with the first one with being focused on product information. And the cases that I get from our customers, I like to capture what product area, sub area, and the reason and share that information with the product team on a weekly or monthly basis. And the reason for that is for a couple of different things, for them to identify what areas of the product are the most complicated. This helps with understanding what does that user experience look like? Where do we need to invest more or make changes? And you know, I've, I've gotten good feedback from them and kind of sharing that understanding of, here's something that I would like you to focus on because it's 20% of my case volume, for example, because okay. it helps to inform them to make a decision and change. Yeah, I really like that example. I've heard that before as well. I often, I always heard the challenge of, you know, how do you prioritize it? Like you mentioned, like there, that example, about 20% of the case volume. So can you, can you see it quite easily? Basically, I suppose similar tickets and you kind of group them together, is it? Yeah. Cause once you have that information, you can start to go, even though some of these things might seem more difficult, I don't get as much volume on them. That kind of helps the product team figure out what they need to work on. Right. Okay. And in terms of the new system now, have you seen a big, Benefit in terms of the data you're getting now? I have. And a lot of that is focused on the partnership with the customer success team, in particular, focusing on upcoming renewals or high AR customers that we need to focus on based on the number of bugs they might have or the number of case volume or the high case volume that they might have as well, so that it can kind of create alerts for my team to be more proactive. Ah, okay. So, can you give me, like, in terms of alerts, can you give us some examples? Yes. So every week I start out with getting an email that breaks down all of the renewals that are upcoming in the next 90 days and any open cases tied to those. And what I do with this to start the week is figure out where do I need to drive my attention in terms of working with a potentially a product team to fix a couple of bugs because we've got these issues impacting upcoming renewals. Or if it's customer with a high caseload, having a manager do an analysis and understand what are their problems? Is it training focused? Is it possibly that they've got a lot of different you know, issues related to one thing that we can kind of troubleshoot altogether? But it helps with giving that focus and attention to the customers that are going to have the most impact, the ones that are you know, upcoming on renewal, so they have a good experience leading up to that. Great, Ben. Yeah, and you mentioned that you, you know, previously that you start looking at product first in terms of reporting. Well, after product, what do, you, what do you put your attention to next? After that, what I'm looking at is the just overall volume and experience that I talked okay. about. So when I'm looking at that, for example, I'll give you a, a real example that happened the other day was a customer had submitted 15 cases over the last 30 days, which to me is a red flag of what's going on. Why do they have so many issues? But I wasn't as particularly concerned about what product area, more so as they've got a lot of issues coming up all at the same time. What is it? What it ended up boiling down to was there was a lot of just general how-to questions they had. And so I provided some insight to the CSM and talked about here is the link to our training guides. Here are some examples of some you know content in our online courses that they could take, as well as potentially talking through our professional services, the right option, because they want us to do more of the work. It kind of gave them a lot of that insight of here's what the customer is currently going through. 
Brilliant. And in, in terms of those training, are they, I was interested in this one, are they just, you know, guides that you read or the video guides, interactive guides? In terms We've of got the training a, that you offer? We have a combination of training. Okay. So it is partially based on just reading material that explains what, you know, to do to set something up or understand a product area. We've also got video guides that go through kind of examples of how it's used. And then the last piece that I am particularly fond of is we've got webinars that are okay. about an hour long where any customer can sign up for them. And, you know, it's something where it's based on topics and areas that we do get high volume on those product areas that I talked about earlier. So not right. only am I informing the product team of what changes need to be made, I'm also using it to help customers self-serve and kind of do that one-to-many approach via the webinar. Brilliant. And are you getting, um, you know, are you getting a lot of people on those webinars? We are. We're actually getting quite a few people going. And we actually just started talking about data again, an initiative where customers who had recently submitted cases on the topic the webinar is presented on, we sent out an email blast through a tool that we use through Gainsight and just understanding, hey, you know, we're going to do training on this feature right here. You seem to have issues in the past. Would you like to come join? And we actually started getting more registration from that email because they knew that it was relevant and tied to them. Fantastic. Great idea. I really like that one. Really good suggestion. Tell me in terms of, you know, data. I remember the last time we spoke about an implementing new system and the challenge was, I mean, it's based on getting good quality of data. Could you talk to us about maybe some of the challenges you faced in dealing with data? Yeah, I'd say parts of the challenges are going to be that there's always some human intervention or manual process that needs to take place. And when it comes to classifying cases based on product area, right now the team manually has to do that. So you have to do some quality checks to make sure, did they choose the right product area and sub area? Did they have the right reason? And so we found some issues where we didn't properly, I'd say, configure the system to where it was easier for them to use based on dependencies and things like that. I'd also say that you know there were outdated or irrelevant product sub areas that were no longer features that we had that we had to clear up in the system because it was just causing a lot of clutter. Okay. And how about like some of the solutions? Was that as well the organization basically cleaning up, moving uh, old and active functionality? So what we ended up doing with it is having a weekly review from our product specialists. So the ones that own key areas, they know what features are currently there because they work with the product teams. They also know which ones possibly got renamed or if there's even more data that we need that we don't have a product sub area, for example. And what they do is they do a review of things that needed to be tagged differently. They'll also give feedback to the, the managers and say, you know, your team misidentified this issue and here's the reason why. And so with that process, we are going through and making sure that our stuff is current up to date. All the tags and product areas that we've got are relevant, as well as creating new ones, possibly that we missed when we originally created them. Brilliant. And in, in terms of, you know, the data with other departments, I mean, you mentioned their product is customer success. Do you also work with other areas internally within the business in terms of across data? Yes, I'd say our people team and finance team, the information that I'm able to share now with the number of cases that we get based on business segment, as well as we just implemented time tracking in Salesforce, it helps to provide insights into what future headcount are we going to need if we've got projections for sales and we know it takes this amount of time to solve these many cases, as well as respond to them on time. Um, it helps give more accurate projections for what I need in terms of people instead of just 
saying ballpark, here's how many you know support resources you might need to be able to take care of these customers is a lot more accurate, which is you know more fiscally responsible, either by increasing headcount or you know maintaining flat mm-hmm. because I'm improving self-service instead of just trying to throw bodies at a problem. Okay, very cool. And if you know if someone is out there now and they're just going to start a journey in terms of what value can I get from my data with my system, or where do I even start? Based on your experience, I mean, would you could you give some pointers to them? Yes, I would say the first thing is trying to figure out what do you want to learn about your customer, and I think there are key points that you always want to know, which is what are they asking questions about? What kinds of questions are they asking? That's going to help inform how you tag your different cases or issues that come through because not everyone is going to have a product or anything like that. It might be a service that they're doing, but they're going to want to make sure like what key pieces of information are going to help me define what my business does. And then the second piece is going to be looking at the way that you're, you know, pulling that data is who else do I need to get information from? I mentioned customer success earlier in the idea that I need to pull in what are renewal dates you know, ARR, things like that. So I'm going to have to combine my data source with another one. And I need to start figuring out like, what is going to help me tell a complete story? Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Ben. And so how, what's your plan? I mean, in terms of the future, I mean, evolving, you've done a lot already with data. Have you any plans for future information to make it better or improve in the process? Yeah. So right now, the biggest plans that I'm looking at are going to be building more proactive alerts for my customer success team. Right now, a lot of the reports that I talked about earlier in the podcast are just going to be focused on me doing research, taking a look at the data and ingesting it and figuring out what I need to do with it. But with these data points, when you start to identify the trends that I'm looking at, it's going to be, you know, here are the thresholds that make sense to kind of have some intervention and then being able to, you know, get that to a CSM ahead of time and say, here's something that we noticed, you know, you should reach out to this customer or support could reach out to this customer. But not waiting until after the fact to do the research. Once yeah. we pinpoint those pieces of information, it's going to help us be more proactive. Yeah, brilliant, Ben. And I, I really like that point about the, the training and the webinars and targeting clients who've already experienced issues in that area. Do you look at any other external like alerts for customers that maybe add, that adds value to them in terms of data points? I'd say the next piece is related to our help documentation. And I use a, I'd say I, I try to look at what pages are they viewing, getting tendencies to understand which ones have the highest success rate in terms of deflecting cases, because then that tells me that one, either the product is working well, or two, that article is written in a good way. And that helps me inform which ones to share with CSMs and say, here's the most trafficked articles we have. You know, It'd be a good idea to share this with your customers as a top 10 list. But I can also share the ones where here's the ones where we have the most difficulty that end up in creating cases. So that my customer education manager can go in and make improvements to those articles or tell the product team, here's the gaps and questions we still have because it's not as easy to understand and maybe we need to make it more intuitive for the customer. Great, Ben. Listen, thank you so much. Fantastic point. Is there and great advice. And if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. Just go ahead and look up Benjamin Gardner at Drift, or if they just want to send me an email, I know I'm opening the floodgates, but they can just shoot it off to <laughs> b, bgardner at drift.com. Thank you so much, Ben. Must appreciate it for coming back, and hopefully we'll have you again in some time in the future. Definitely appreciate it, Ken. I hope to be back. Mm-hmm.